Hello, everybody. Welcome into this episode of Frederick Uncut. This is a very uh, special episode. It, we have the return of Kate Masters, who has not been on one of these for a little while. Hi. How are you? I'm well, thank you. That's good. And also Miss Barbara Hiller from the Weinberg Center of the Arts, who loves doing these types of things. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. That's good. That's good. Um, we want to talk about Weinberg is about ready to kick into gear. Yes, it is. Which means a lot of your work is almost over, right? Because no. it's already booked. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Um, what is your official title? I'm the manager of marketing. Okay, manager of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we're gonna get we're gonna talk about some of these shows. And I know you guys also announced very recently that David Crosby was added to the schedule. Yes. So we will we will get to that in a second. Um, first though, however briefly, you just got to the Weinberg, so I have to ask you, where were you before you worked at the Weinberg? I was the marketing director for the Mid-Maryland Musculoskeletal Institute, also known as MMI, uh, here in Frederick, Maryland. That so. seems to be very much like the Weinberg. No. I'm no. Kidding. <laughs> Did you know her, Kate? Yeah, I was wondering that. I don't know if you ever reached out to me with, I used to cover health for the news. Okay, group. yeah. So yeah, so I've, I've been marketing to this audience for a long time, this this region. Have you uh, always lived in Frederick? No, I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania originally, but uh-huh. we've lived here for 26 years. Whereabouts in Pennsylvania? Pittsburgh. Oh, no kidding, Pittsburgh. Are you mm-hmm. a big Pittsburgh sports fan? So I left Pittsburgh when I was 18 <laughs> <laughs> and have spent my entire adult life in the Washington metropolitan area, so... I'm actually a bigger fan of the sports teams in this area. Do you do you miss Pittsburgh at all? Um, I miss aspects of Pittsburgh, but I, I wouldn't. Kate has opinions on Pittsburgh. I do too. You have more opinions on Pittsburgh. <laughs> than it was I a do. great. It was a great <laughs> place to grow up, and it's a lovely place to visit. But I really, I really <laughs> like this area. I'm very happy here. <laughs> I, I probably just alienated a lot of people with that <laughs> comment. I, I apologize. I guess that says it all. Did you like the the Primani Brothers sandwiches? Yes. You did? Okay. But you have to go down to the Strip District. Yes. You can't not, go to all these other places the now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's actually one in Hagerstown now. There is. is. Odd. Yeah. So do you like the coleslaw? Um, you know, I'll do it for the sake of the sandwich, but I'm not usually a big coleslaw fan. Yeah. I, did you ever have one of those, Kate? Yeah. I, everyone talks about them, so I've had one before. Did you have it with the coleslaw? Yes. Did you like it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't grow up in Pittsburgh, and maybe I got it from the wrong place. Well, do, do you know the story behind those sandwiches and why they make them that way? No. Do you? Okay. Yeah, everyone says, well, I mean, you're from Pittsburgh, so you yes. should s- tell it. <laughs> right, so Permanis was in the Strip District, which uh, is where all of the truckers would bring in all of the food and flowers and all the things that they would sell in that area years ago. And so the truckers would get there in the middle of the night with their deliveries, and they would want to have something that they could eat and drive away with. And so they started putting like a whole meal in a sandwich. So it's the sandwich with the fries and the slaw. Uh-huh. All in a sandwich that you can hold in your hand. I did not know that. Did you know that? Yeah, I've also heard a version where it was like coal miners from the Pittsburgh area who wanted a whole meal that they could hold in their hand. And so they did the sandwich. I think it's it's the same premise. Huh. That, uh, huh. I don't like coleslaw, so I don't think I've... <laughs> and every time I go, I get it without coleslaw, and they always give me a funny look. So I guess we'll leave that there. No, no, we will. Um, (laughs) So why, what brought you to the Weinberg? Did you want to get involved with the arts? 
I have been a, a lover and a supporter of the arts my whole life. Um, when I was young, instead of sports, I was in shows in high school and college, and that was my outlet for activities. Um, but my husband and I are, are huge lovers of the arts. We're always going to the theater, whether it's Frederick or the Maryland Theater in Hagerstown or the Hippodrome in Baltimore or somewhere down in D.C., you know, going up to New York, we, we love to go to the theater. Um, and so after 12 years where I was before, I was just ready for something new, looking for a change. And uh, this position popped up on my radar, and I thought, wow, you know, that's an amazing thing that I could do something that, I, that I'm good at, marketing, and combine it with something I love, which is the arts. How has it been? Well, I tell you, it's a, it's a lot more fun uh, <laughs> selling performances um, instead of, you know, hip replacements and ACL repairs. And <laughs> it's just a fun more product, a, a much more fun product to market. Yeah, it seems like it would be easier as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's really, it's, it was really telling for me um, uh, the day that tickets went on sale to members. Mm-hmm. We all had to work the phones. Uh, and that was the first time I was handling ticket sales. Um, and having come from a... a medical background, when you're on the phone with your customer who's your patient, um, they're usually not well, especially where I was. They were in pain. They had some kind of injury. Uh, You're not getting them at their best. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when people are purchasing purchasing tickets for a performance, uh, they're excited Mm -hmm. and they're happy and they just can't wait to to get on the phone with you and make this purchase. And it was it was such a fun day for me. And all my coworkers were like, oh, this is going to be a really tough day. And, you know, we're going to be really busy. And at the end of it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> how long was that? How long of a day was that? Um, well, we were all helping with the phones uh, for about five hours uh, okay. that they needed to keep us on because the box office staff was uh, handling all the walk-ins. We okay. literally had a line out the door and down the street on that, that on sale to member day on, on August 9th. Hmm. So all those members that get those advanced ticket sales and managed to get all those front row seats for all those shows. Have you sold a lot of tickets? We have. We're we're doing well. Ticket sales are are doing well, especially for the Frederick Speaker Series. Mm. Yeah, you're excited about the Speaker Series, right, Kate? Yeah, I thought it was mm. a really strong lineup this yeah. year. Anybody you're looking forward to the most? Um, Ronan Farrow, I think. Okay. <laughs> Given yeah. the year we've had, yeah. Well, How, uh, Neil Gaiman, mm. right out of the gate, outselling everybody, and really? was almost sold out. Wow. Even uh. More than David Sedaris. Or so David not? Sedaris isn't part of the speaker That's series. That's right. He's part of the live series. He's part of the live series, right. See, I don't, do you think people know that around town, that they, they delineate between speaker and live series? And there's also there's like, there's like also the Discovery series. Is that back this year? Yes. Okay. It is. So um, there's all these different series. Is, 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 is. Right. Well, I, I think um, people who come to the Weinberg on a regular basis and buy tickets to multiple shows and program each year understand there are kind of different categories. Mm-hmm. But when you come to our website, everything's in chronological order. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to see things as, you know, by date. Uh, the website looks newer than it was maybe, I don't know, six months ago. It is. Interestingly enough, the website uh, came live the day before I started. Really? So you weren't involved <laughs> in, in building it or helping I design it? I was not. It. But, okay. you know, all those blips that come when you first bring a new site on, online, I was... Okay. There for that, but do you keep the blog? There's a there's a blog on it. There is a blog. Um, that's actually done a lot by our interns. Intern blog. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the interns um, write up those pieces for us. We're uh, in a period right now where we don't have any interns. The summer 
interns have gone back to college, and we actually are interviewing this week and next week for the, the fall interns. So Is the application process over? If anybody wanted to apply now, yeah, Kate just gave me a look. <laughs> Can I apply? <laughs> sure. Uh, it's an unpaid internship. <laughs> ah, that's fine. But, just uh, like working here. <laughs> yeah, I would say if anybody's going to hear this uh, anytime soon, we, uh, we're interviewing this week and next week. So. Okay. Uh, but the official deadline was uh, last Friday. But certainly, oh, well then. if we get an application this week, we'll absolutely consider it. I'm going to do that tonight. So okay. be on the lookout. Uh, we want to get to the lineup because the lineup, you guys have a lot already uh, that is released. But we should also say, too, and this we were talked about this last week or the week before, I mean, this is not the complete lineup. There will be more shows announced for 2019 in the coming weeks, right? Right. Well, or or perhaps the coming months. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, the, so the spring part of our season is booked to a certain point, but we will continue to add shows so there's a lot of open dates for us in the spring. Um, and in addition, different promoters will rent the theater and bring shows in. Uh, certain things like uh, the upcoming Who's Live Anyway, mm-hmm. that's a, a promoter bringing a show. Same with David Crosby uh, okay. coming in. Okay. Um, so uh, promoters like that will approach us about open dates for the theater. And then mm-hmm. that's how additional shows get added to the schedule throughout the season. Okay. But John's not done booking either, is he? No. Okay. No, he's still, he's still looking at a few things. Okay. So I wanted to start this by uh, going to Kate, actually, and seeing if there was anything that stuck out to you in the upcoming season that you're really pumped about that you're going to go see. Um, Right off the bat, I was excited to see Maria Bamford because I like her a lot. So I was excited to see that she was coming. <laughs> She's very funny. Are, are you going to stick around for, for these shows? I know that everybody works different shows. Right. So we, we manage, we work as the, as the theater manager on the night of a performance. So mm-hmm. certain performances I'll have to be there because I'll be working. But as an employee, you know, I'm there in the theater on a performance day. I can just stay past the end of my work day and find an empty seat and, or uh-huh. stand in the back if it's a sold out house and watch. Will you join Kate at this fabulous show she was just speaking of? Absolutely. I actually mm-hmm. went to the last um, Over the Limit Comedy Fest that they had uh, okay. in June. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. So th- everything kicks off September 30th with Toad the Wet Sprocket. Right. Correct? So we actually have one performance before then. Um, Sal, the voice, Valentinetti. That's right. He's coming the, um, the 15th, right? He was from uh, America's Got Talent a number of years ago. Yeah. Um, he was at the Weinberg last year or the year before. So. He, he was. He was there last year. Um, they wanted to bring him back again this year. Again, that's one of those rentals where promoters bringing uh-huh. him in. Um, so, but our first production is the Toad the Wet Sprocket concert on September 30th. Do you know why Toad? Why did uh, Why did John go with Toad the Wet Sprocket? Um, I don't know that, unfortunately. Um, I know a lot of people are really excited about it. Uh, surprised that the Weinberg is going to have an act of this stature, uh, not expecting them to come to a town like Frederick. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are really excited that they're not going to have to go to Washington or Baltimore to see a, a band of this caliber. How are tickets doing? They're doing well. That's good. Mm-hmm. So They're get them well. now, right? This is basically a PSA. Yeah, I, I would definitely get them sooner rather than later. Okay. Um, the mechanics of your job, How? Wh- what are the busiest times? I know when we talked a couple weeks ago, you had just, you'd sort of gotten over the hump with some things. Now tickets are on sale. So what happens now for you personally? Well, it's about watching what's selling well and what isn't, and then putting your resources towards promoting uh, shows that people aren't 
aware of and mm -hmm. getting them in front of audiences and people that are going to find them interesting and engaging and, and want to come. So it's this kind of balance of knowing what format to use to reach the appropriate audience mm -hmm. and then utilizing your budget to cover all the shows in whatever way you can do the are best. There, are there any shows you could tell us currently that are particularly down that are not selling as well? No, they're all selling okay, fabulous. All right, okay. <laughs> um, will you give Kate a tour of the Weinberg? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we have, uh, we actually do tours. Um, Probably every month. I know for the summer, uh, we've been doing several every month. They do them on Tuesdays mm -hmm. uh, once or twice a month and then uh, one or two Saturdays a month. This coming Saturday, September 1st, we have uh, two tours in conjunction with First Saturday in downtown Frederick. Okay. So we have a tour at 11 and then we're doing one at 6 o'clock at night as well. Are they free? They are. They're, They're free. free. They are. What about an exclusive tour for the reporter, though? We can do that, but, <laughs> but I tell you what, you will get a much better tour if you go on one of the guided tours because the docents that do the tours have a, a breadth of knowledge about the history of the theater and all the neat little stories and all the little places you're going to want to see. They're going to be able to show you that much better than I can. Good to know. We'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cool little uh, factoids about the theater, do you, are there any offhand that you, can, that you remember? Anything cool about the Weinberg we don't know? Um, one of the things that I learned that I thought was really interesting when I started there is this connection to this racehorse, Shaladon. You ever heard this? No, have you, Kate? No. no. So, Do tell. So I don't have all the, the details. Just make them up. There was a, there was a, a, a race, and Jack Warner of uh, Warner Brothers was at this race, and so was a, a prominent person from this community. I guess this was in like the 19, early 1940s. Um, it was a doctor here in Frederick. Oh. His name escapes me at the moment. Uh, it wasn't Ron Young? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, he gave him a tip about betting on Shaladon. And so he put all his money on him, and, he, and the horse won the race. And Jack Warner made a lot of money. And so he said to the doctor, you know, how can I pay you back? And he said, well, we have this movie theater in the town I live in, and it's not air conditioned. And I think you should pay to have it air conditioned. <laughs> and so that's why the Weinberg became the first air conditioned uh, venue in this city, because Jack Warner paid for it based on a tip he got on that horse race. Wow. That's a great story. <laughs> it is. And it's told much better by our tour guides who have all of the right names and all of the right information. What we've learned is take a tour, take a Weinberg Absolutely. tour. Absolutely, take a Weinberg tour. Um, you have spent a lot of your life here. I want to ask both of you guys this question, and I'm going to start with you, Kate. <laughs> your very limited experience going to the Weinberg, if you have for anything. I know I've been there with you once, twice, mm -hmm. five times. <laughs> what What is your uh, favorite experience at the Weinberg? Like the favorite show that I've had to the see? The favorite show you've seen. Um, I really like seeing Jose Andres, um, when oh, he came, right. that was a really yeah. good, I mean, you know, he's so, I mean, he's so influential in the culinary world. So I found that interesting. <laughs> what was that like? Did he cook? Yeah. You know, he, he did a whole molecular gastronomy demonstration on stage. There were flames and like ice, dry ice and liquid nitrogen. There were flames. Is this legal? I don't, I don't know. I, that's not my job. <laughs> I wasn't working there at the time, so. <laughs> no, there, there was not cooking, but oh, he, was, no, oh. no. <laughs> I totally bought into that. I definitely bought into that. Okay, thanks. We're going to edit that out. We're going to edit that out. So what, he just spoke? He was just like, use this much sugar. 
No, you spoke about his experience. He has many stories. Okay. Yeah. So that was your favorite. Have you seen anything else there? Um, I've been to a couple of the um, the Flying Dog Presents shows. And then I've been to other speakers. Like I um, saw Temple Grandin um, and other spe- and um, Elizabeth Smart. She was also really good, I thought. I mean, she was interesting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Barbara, any favorite Weinberg memories? Well, I have to say my memories go much further back than yours do. Um, the first performance we ever saw at the Weinberg was... Uh, with one of my children when they were three, and we saw um, Peter Pan, Fredericktown Players put it on. Okay. And um, the whole reason we went was because there was an article in the Frederick News Post about the per- about the performance, and it talked about how they were bringing in this company to fly the performers. That they had this special <laughs> company with a special rigging in order for everybody to be able to fly around the stage and come out over the the crowd. And I thought, oh, that's awesome. I, I want to oh. see that. And so that was the first time we ever went. Did they do um, that? Did they fly <laughs> through the crowd? They, they fl- yeah, a couple times they flew right out over the first rows of the audience. Was it scary? No, no. How did it they was, fly? Did you see the ropes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, all the rigging okay. and stuff. But, but uh, <laughs> it was cool. And to my three-year-old daughter at the time, oh, I would it was imagine, yeah. pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, then for, for years, we saw the Nutcracker. Every Christmas. Ah. It was a family ritual. Is that back this year? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, it is. I didn't think I saw that. And selling really well. It always does, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. But I was surprised that in August, people are buying tickets for the Nutcracker. Yeah. Uh, so it's actually one of our faster selling shows right now. Well, I think it's a family thing. It's a tradition. Mm-hmm. As, as It was you were for saying. us, yeah. yeah. Are you going to go now or are you going to take your family? I, I don't go anymore because my, my children are I'm all not. grown up. You don't want to see it. And I probably saw it like 15 times <laughs> it got better each time though you know what it did See? <laughs> it, it did because we were this was a long time ago and every year that we would come back they would have a better set for a particular scene or a whole new set of costumes for one of the numbers and, and year by year we watched it become this amazing production did they cook on stage? No. no they did not. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most in the history of this podcast. That was the dumbest I've ever looked, and I've looked really dumb in some of these conversations. Uh, one thing that stuck out to me: this is all the way in January, 1964. Uh, the tribute. John yep. loves to bring these guys in. They always do very, very well for you guys. They pretty much sell out the house every year. Have you seen them? I have not. Okay. Um, we actually saw a Beatles tribute band at the Weinberg, um, I don't know, maybe nine years ago. Um, but what it were was, they called? I, I don't recall, but when I explained the act to John, he said, no, that's not 1964 that you saw. That was another oh. Beatles tribute band that we brought in at one time. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the battling tribute bands, the battling Beatles tribute bands. Right, but these, these guys are, uh, I think they've just found, or better received, people are enjoy the performance more they're more realistic um yeah i once interviewed john lennon for a story here it was he interviewed as john lennon and it was very odd but (laughs) we went with it so it it worked um is there anything uh that sticks out to you barbara that you specifically are looking forward to maybe you're going to want to take the night off so you can just enjoy it and you're going to bring your family yeah there there's well, there's one show I actually have tickets for that I bought before I 
started working there. Are you going to get a refund? Well, <laughs> I'm coming with a group of people, so I, okay. I, I want to be sitting with her. So we're going to see who's live anyway. Okay. Um, is that the whose line is it? Yeah, thing? it's that. That's okay. the folks from the TV show whose line, yeah. whose line is it anyway. Okay. Um, that shows close to sold out. So. Okay. Um, but that's been on sale since the spring. So it's been on sale for a long time because, again, it was a promoter that brought the show to us. Okay. Um, so I'm excited about You're that. You're excited I, for that? Yeah. You, you interviewed uh, Brad? Yeah, Brad Sherwood because he and, um, and Colin, Colin Mokry mm-hmm. were here in the spring, right? Yeah, and it was also sold out. It was their very right. popular. <laughs> so we, we brought them in as the final act of our 2017-2018 uh, season. And then um, this promoter brought in, Upfront Productions brought in, uh, the the whole cast that's coming for this. The whole cast wow. this time. Whoa! Are they going to tape a, a show? No, it's just oh. they're currently touring. If you if you go if you look online, you'll see that they have all these touring dates that they're just kind of. Who's the whole around. cast? Do you guys know who's in the whole cast? Drew Carey. No, he uh, hasn't been on it for years. Yeah. Who hosts it? Um. Well, there's Ryan Stiles. Uh, you're you're catching me off guard here now. I can't remember the names of all the four. It's, but it's like the four main guys that you mm-hmm. you'll recognize all of them you've seen them all on tv on the show we it, if you would have told us that you really like that we would play that game with you but we were unprepared <laughs> kate and i like to play games with the guests who come on i don't know what we could have done though right yeah i mean we would have had to be good at improvising to yeah. play this <laughs> kind of game <laughs> well clearly not because <laughs> we can't improvise the game on on the spot right now but you could talk about cooking on stage at the Weinberg and have people believe it (laughs) (laughs) we could could do that so that when is that that is uh Sunday October 14th okay nice way to send spend a Sunday Mm -hmm. but the ones I I'm really interested and really excited about just because of all the the work I've done preparing all the materials for the season and learning about all the different acts is uh the Portland Cello Project performing Radiohead's OK Computer. Oh, oh yeah. That's interesting. I think that's going to be an amazing performance. When um, is that? That is on uh, Saturday, November 3rd. Okay, that's a good way to spend a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And we then, should go. Kate, you want to go? <coughs> okay. Let's go. Okay. That, that was not a solid commitment. That <laughs> was a very skeptical commitment. <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit that later. So, uh, uh, And then I really wanted to see Aubrey Logan. Uh, she's a jazz uh, vocalist. She mm-hmm. most recently has been performing with Postmodern Jukebox. Okay. You're familiar with who they are? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's headlining a night here. Uh, is she bringing a band? In November. Yeah. Okay. So she'll have a band with her, but it's it's not that band. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so she's soloing here. But uh, I think that's going to be a pretty amazing performance. That'll but be good. I think the thing I'm most excited about Here is the cover art of all of our literature this year, which is Cirque Mechanics. This thing, oh, that's right. You were telling me about that. Yeah, I think that's going to be so an amazing What is this? Show. Can you explain what this is? So it's, it's an interesting concept. Um, they are uh, kind of like Cirque du Soleil on a smaller scale, but that, that was kind of, of acrobatics and... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, weird like <coughs> bending your body <laughs> but they also there's a, there's a mechanical aspect to it uh and so uh i haven't seen them they've been here before uh, my coworkers have all told me they were an amazing uh act to see uh, but this whole uh show right now 42 foot a menagerie of mechanical marvels is kind of an ode to the one ring circus mm-hmm. and they have this enormous 42 foot uh contraption that goes around a circus ring uh and they'll be 
performing all kinds of amazing, amazing things. So when is that? And that's in the spring. So that's a while off. Um, they are. I have to think about that. Uh oh. You caught me. They're February twenty first. February twenty first. Mm -hmm. You want to go, Kate? Yeah, I love Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I still don't think that that was a strong enough commitment. So we'll revisit that <laughs> later as well. Uh, is that that's dangerous though, right? Like, are these people going to run out or fly out into the crowd? Is this going to be Peter Pan Rida? No, no, they'll they'll be on the stage. They they won't be flying out. They into won't the be audience, okay. No. Will they breathe fire or something? Um, I I don't know. I, I there's a little on their website. There's a little like one minute uh, oh sneak peek okay. at their current uh, show. Have you uh, have you have you seen Cirque de Cirque de Soleil? Either of you? I saw my first Cirque du Soleil shows this spring. Where? Uh, I was in Vegas. Ooh. Right before I started here, uh, I got to take a trip with some friends, and uh, we saw the Beatles you show. Saw the the, the Beatles? <laughs> <coughs> Cirque show. That'd uh, be a hell of a ticket to see the Beatles well. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't see more headlines. <laughs> Kate, you were just in Vegas. Yeah, and we saw Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, so... Well, Which show did, did you see? The one show, the Michael Jackson tribute. Okay. Yeah, and that was really, really fun <laughs> so which would you rather would you rather the beatles or michael jackson i don't know any i like was the beatles the love one yes. okay yes I, I mean i really liked the michael jackson one it was it was very spectacular but <laughs> i would have i would have loved to have seen that one but those tickets were more money yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was the most impressive thing about these shows was it sort of the dangling from thin air I mean, I think it's it's amazing what these performers are able to do, um, not just in the air, but even on the on the floor. But then there was there was this really amazing moment when uh, this cover came down and it literally covered half the audience, <laughs> and they were doing stuff above it, and the, the audience was pushing it up in the air, and um, it was just unique, unlike any theater you've ever seen. Yeah, if you've never like seen a Cirque show. It's it's unlike any kind of theater you've seen. Really? Yeah, yeah like dancing and acrobatics. And like lights, <laughs> <laughs> dancing acrobatics, and but, lights. but they're telling so, but they're telling a story. Mm -hmm. There's a story okay. throughout. There's a through line, yeah, and usually recurring characters. Of like, is it like the story of Michael Jackson's life, or is it like? No, I'd say it's more allegorical than that. And I'm, I don't know what the story was for the Beatles. Yeah, what was the story for the Beatles? Um, it's it's hard to explain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you have to see it. Okay. <laughs> Just go see Cirque du Soleil. Oh, and go that. to Vegas. I don't have anything to do this weekend anyway, so I think that's there what I'm go. going to do. <laughs> um, so anything else? Kate, do you have any questions about the upcoming season? Um, anything you were thinking of? I mean, is there any show that you think will be the most spectacular in terms of Ooh. infrastructure, what they're putting up on stage? That would probably be the Cirque Mechanics. Mm. Okay. I, I think okay. that that's going to be. There's also a really neat show coming uh, in November, which is the Chinese Warriors of Peking. Okay. Um, and this is, um, it's like acrobatics. It's uh, live stage combat kind of thing. Uh, it's, it, it's just looks, it's interesting. It's live stage combat. People fight? So I, I, I guess there's a, a, a an aspect to it where they're demonstrating martial arts, wow. uh, having these stage battles for from a historic period in time. So they'll dress like this battle from 14 whatever, and and uh, but there's acrobatics involved. And there's a lot of danger in this season. 
<laughs> fighting and flying and all of that. How about Louis Anderson, no- November 18th? How's that going so far? Uh, he's, he's selling okay. He's selling okay. Mm-hmm. He's kind of had a resurgence because of baskets. Baskets. Yeah. Yeah. So, so people might want to see that, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Paul, okay. Paula Poundstone. She oh, al- yeah. She's doing well. She always does well here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's a joy to talk to, too. We She'll give us interviews whenever she comes to town. You want to talk to Paula Poundstone? Sure. Always. Okay. <laughs> a lot of apathy coming from Kate today. <laughs> uh, any of the Discovery Series artists that you are looking forward to seeing? I really want to see Kaya Cater. Okay. Who's that? Kaya Cater is coming November 1st. So she's our, our second artist for the Discovery Series. Um, she's just looks to me like somebody who is uh, doing something that other people aren't. She's from Canada. Uh, she's grown up with folk music, uh, however Canadian folk music is, not something I've listened to in the past, but, uh, but she kind of mashes it with this uh, Appalachian music from West Virginia because she had grandparents who lived there, mm. and so she spent a lot of time there. Um, she plays the banjo. Okay. Um, but she has this kind of, of uh, jazz styling almost to the way that she plays. Cool. Uh, and I just think it's going to be a really amazing performance. It's the one I think of all of them I'm looking forward to the most. Is it just going to be her and her banjo? Or is she going to have a band? I should know that, but I do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, any, any other things you want to get to uh, regarding the season, Barbara, before we wrap up because we always wrap up in a very fun way with a game that we didn't come up with (laughs) uh just oh don't forget about our uh movie series the flying dog movie series Uh when does that kick off that's uh the last wednesday of every month so it kicks off with coming to america uh the last wednesday of september okay uh and goes all the way through next july uh lots of really fun movies uh tastings and things with flying dog beverages there's a happy hour beforehand at 6 30 the movie's at 7 30 okay is there a folk festival this year if i remember correctly there is uh the maryland folk festival is coming in november is this a new event so this is again this is a a promoter who's bringing the the production here Mm -hmm. uh it's got tom paxton who is uh very well known in this area, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going to be with a group called the Don Juans. Okay. Uh, and, but there will be other local performers as well. So, but they're the headliners for the event. That'll, that'll be. Good. Has this event existed outside of the Weinberg? Do you know? Has it ever been anywhere else? I do not know that. Okay. Well, we have some questions we can uh, look up after we're done with this, <laughs> and we'll <laughs> we'll edit the answers in. So, so we always finish these things with a with a couple silly questions so we're gonna ask you a couple silly questions now okay kate's very good at these so i'm gonna let her go first (laughs) 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 okay i'll go first and then she'll go second are you ready i guess i am okay here we go well what is your favorite television show game of thrones Mm. okay Okay, she's pumped on that. <laughs> you you have one? Yeah, what's your favorite dog breed? Whoa. What's my favorite dog breed? Probably a golden retriever. Okay, that's a good choice. What does that say about a person, if you like a golden retriever? I don't know. 
know. Do you think it says anything about you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> You're like the, one of the most popular dogs in America. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, my favorite movie of all time? She's thinking. I am, and this just shows you what a kind of dorky person I am. It, it's a trilogy. It would have to be Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings and okay. Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> See where my interests tend <laughs> to go. Uh, okay, so you like sci-fi, no. fantastical. <laughs> Fantasy. Um, I do like These are clearly too. comedies, all of them. <laughs> you, you, like, you like comedies. Uh, what was, outside of the Weinberg, what was the last concert you attended? The last concert I attended um, was a Christmas concert down at the Kennedy Center okay. with Megan Hilty and the NSO. Okay, that's fair. Which do you prefer if you're going to get food from a gas station? Would it be Sheets or Wawa? <laughs> She's laughing for those who can't see it right now. <laughs> so I wouldn't get it from either. However, in Middletown where I live, there's a little Greek place called Aleko's in okay. inside one of our gas stations. And we get food from Aleko's all the time. Is They're that fabulous. like a, a, gy or a gyro? A gyro? <laughs> yeah, it's, Greek, that, yeah, it's Greek food, yeah. Okay. Great like Greek food. Greek actually. salad? Yep. Okay. What's your favorite place to eat in Frederick? Oh, my gosh. We love Put me on the spot that. on all these. My favorite place to eat in Frederick. Sheets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Aisha. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Is there something you typically get there? Uh, not in particular. I, I like to, a place like that, I like to try lots of different things. Okay. They have great Brussels sprouts there, though. What is your favorite local alcoholic beverage? It could be wine, beer. So I'm not much of a drinker. You don't drink. Oh, man, so. we've been drinking all day. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I shouldn't say that. We have a very strict alcohol policy here. I was kidding. <laughs> scared that I, we're going to get fired. <laughs> I have the occasional mixed drink, but I'm, I'm not a beer or wine drinker, so okay. I, I can't speak to either one of those. Okay, fair enough. I've got one more. Do you have any, Kate? You want to get in? No, you should go. Oh, you should. Are you sure? <laughs> okay. This will be the final question I ever ask on a podcast because I won't have a job after this. <laughs> Uh, we like to ask this question as well. Sometimes people don't answer it because they say it's too hard. We'll ask you, though, if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive, who would that be? Gosh. We really make you think. You really are. These are the tough questions America cares about. <laughs> um, I don't know. The, I, I think I need more time to... <sighs> Man. So, so deceased, I would say my father. My father passed away when I was just 26. Okay. It was a long time ago for me. Um, I would love to be able to sit down and talk with my dad again. Okay. Um, living. Uh, I'm a big fan of The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the best answer we've ever received to that question. Uh, I think he would be a blast to sit down and have dinner with and get to know. He seems really fun. Have you read the GQ profile on him? Katie Weaver's profile? He seems like a a blast and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Blast and a half. So The Rock is one. That's fabulous. Okay, so we have a family member, we have a celebrity, and then I guess I'd need to pick somebody from history. Who would I want... I don't know. That's a hard one. What historical figure? (laughs) No, I don't think I want to go that far back. (laughs) Um, John Adams. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Okay. I think she would be an amazing person too. What do you think she would have to say to the Rock? What do you think she'd say to the Rock? (laughs) I don't know that they would have much in common. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Barbara <laughs> Hiller from the Weinberg Center, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. 